Hello, how are you? What do you want? Come on, make quick. How you doing today, sir? I'm good. What do, what do you need? How can I help you? Uh, uh, where's your uh, beer section at? I'm having a, a party tonight for my uh, daughter's graduation. I need uh, I need a uh, few cases of beer. If uh, What prices do you have on kegs? Uh, uh, you guys, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no keg. No keg here, my friend. We have a six-pack, 12-pack, 24-pack out there. What do you want? Do you want American? Do you want uh, German? What do you want? Irish? Out there in the uh, back. I want to know, if, hey, do you have uh, Dos Equis? Maybe you have uh, some Corona. Okay, my friend. I have all you need with this big party. Okay, I will. I make great deal for me. Okay, listen up. I have all great, the Mexican. Great, hey, what, if you want to make money, I just need cases of beer, bro. Okay, That's you want the Mexican bro. beer? What What do you want? Mexican beer, German beer? What do you want? I want I want three of each. Three of each. Okay, I give you 12 of each. Special price specifically for me. I make great deal for me. You're going to have a great time. You know what? Give me, uh, give me twenty four cases. Twenty four cases of, of and, and mix it up. Hey, uh, I want you to you mix it up, Aladdin. You know what I mean? Okay, listen, Jose or oh, Paco. What is your name? Jose Paco. What is your name? Listen hey, here. My name is not Aladdin. Okay. First of all, Wallahi, I tell you right now, my name is Said. Okay, my friend. Saeed. Saeed. Yes, you get Orale, that? Okay, cool. okay. We're okay? We're okay, okay. Shake my hand. Okay, my good. friend. I need six bottles of your best vodka. Best vodka. I don't carry vodka, my friend. Vodka is for the infidels. I, uh, six bottles of your best gin. I have gin. All you want. Okay, I need six bottles of gin. Okay. Uh, I need six bottles of your best whiskey. Oh, my friend, I have what kind do you want? Do you want, uh, you want cheap stuff? You want real good stuff? I have uh, Elijah no, Craig. Me, I have give, a Woodford Reserve. What do you want? Give me six bottles of your best whiskey. Give, give me the, give me the uh, Mr. Craig, if you don't mind. I give you Shiva's Regal. Uh, okay. I need six bottles of uh, uh, Captain Morgan. Six bottles of Captain Morgan. What the? Who are you going to be having to drink, my friend? This is uh, more. Not even the whole city of Los Angeles can uh, drink all of this, my friend. One night. Hey. Oh, also, I'm gonna need maybe some Mickey's Big Mouth beer because uh, her Irish cousins are Irish. You know what I mean? They like to chase the rainbow. Anyway, they're looking for gold. And then I need. Check it out. I need. Six bottles of your finest tequila, the finest, they say. And you, you know what? You want to take the worm out? No, leave the worm and double up the worm. My friend, I have I no money. worm in tequila here. I own my own company right up the street. I cut my, my workers come in here every day and get your sandwiches in the back with that white lady that works back there. Oh, so what you do you know, do? You cut my grass? You cut my lawn in my home? What was that, Holmes? Do you cut, what company you have? You cut my grass? Uh, I own the uh, the packaging company right across the street. Yes, I know you're kind. You don't have to tell me. You don't want to know what you package. Okay. Do you, have you ever seen Jerry Maguire, 90s movie? You ever see it? Show me the money. Exactly. You show me the money first, and then, wallahi, you get everything you want on that list. Until then, I don't give you nothing. Okay. Here. Here's my bank card. Tally it up on the machine, and I'm going to pay for it with my ATM card. Okay, let me see. That's, uh, you have Do 24. Yourself, okay, okay. Relax, my friend. Okay, you go me quick. 24 packages, 24 boxes mixed. You have uh, four to six. I give you eight bottles of tequila with prices for 12. Okay, I make a great deal for me on this. I'm going to make a killing. Oh, you're going to have a lot of fun tonight. 
I also going to give you a beer, okay? You get Schlitz. You don't get what you asked for. You get what I have to get rid of. No, from I, don't want, I don't I want I have Schlitz. beer from the 80s I need to get rid of, okay? Okay, then uh, we got here. I don't and want Schlitz. I'm not charge take you. Schlitz. I'm going to charge you a little extra for calling me Sinbad okay, and Aladdin, okay. okay. Mul- I, want, I want a multi-flavored beer. I told you. Yes, two you this, get it. I, I, I put special Work Arabic flavor. Okay. Okay, my calculator. Okay, that grand total will be $35,000 for you. One night. $35,000. This is how it's going to go down, okay? Okay, great deal now, for uh, me. I give you a discount. Lot of my associates have surrounded your store. Okay. And get it out. Now, we could even pay the president a visit without this, without knowing who we are. So this is what's going to happen. My friend, I'm not afraid I'm of your friends. You I listen, have been surrounded by the American military okay. for years, okay? This is My nothing friend. to me. I, it, bro. I spit on the situation. Check it out. <laughs> Charmuta. Uh, now, here's the card. Put it through. And my primos are coming in to load into this van. Okay, Paco. Here, go go ride your burrito home and take you yourself back to the 1980s. Oh, you know what, you puto? Just ring up my card, I say. Okay, here, I charge you twice for it, okay? Myself, I say. Here, I charge you twice. Go ahead. Go back to the 80s for you. Look at, you know what I say? I'm going to go back to the 80s where everybody got along. You know what? I'm going to go to 7-Eleven or somewhere else. You go, go. You know what? Go where they make you feel good. Go back to the 80s.
Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. Toscano and Chang Chang here. And that was Billy Joel with We Didn't Start the Fire. No, we did. But yes, we did. Welcome back to another show. Oh, where is my favorite Italian? Oh, he's coming out of the kitchen. Toscano! Oh, The boys and girls are looking for you. I am right here. Hold on, let me sit down. Let me sit down. All right, there. Woo, I was getting ready that uh, getting that pasta ready. You know me, man. Now, what kind of sauce are you stirring up for us oh, this evening? Oh, it's going to be as our Italian friends are listening to us, a little bit of pomodoro con basilico, which is basically tomato with basil. Pretty simple, but with some gnocchi. Oh, I love the gnocchi. Now when you put the Caucasian spin on it, you like uh, that? It, uh, it's less fun. It's less fun. You want me to do it all in Italian? <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> Let me remove my pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Back to the 80s Radio on a beautiful, beautiful day. Wherever you are, whoever you are listening to the show, we just want to thank you for your continued support of not only us and the show, but of the 1980s. Don't forget that every time we come on the show, you listen to us and you spread the word. You are introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. I want to give out a special shout out to Chris Moran and his buddy Jason Pascal listening. Chris, sorry about the missed shout out last week. Keep rocking over there and stay nice and warm because I know you guys are getting pounced by the weather this week. So big shout out to Chris Moran and Jason Pascal. With me to my side, as he is every single time, is a man that even Geronimo would be afraid to go head-to-head with him today. As a matter of fact, this man is even related to Geronimo. He is a man that was seen in the 1980s stalking the donut girls that worked at Winchell's Donuts and Downey. To us, here on the show, he is the Chang. And you know the scary part, Chang, is you probably did stalk, stalk the donut girls in the 80s at Winchell's Donuts. Anyway, I want to thank you for that tremendously. <laughs> Heartfelt, warm, welcoming to the show. Hello, everybody out there, especially my Changsters gangsters, which I am formally announcing. I'm starting a group here for the show. Oh, oh, and this is a nice plug. I that, love this. No, this will be for the people that are in favor of my lists <laughs> over your lists. <laughs> you can think of your fans as right, something right. quirky, but mine will be gangsters from the Changster, and they're going to be like, oh, he's so right. Why yes. does this guy like the movie Saw? <gasps> oh, Bob Smith. Anyway, now, you know, we've been looking for Sasquatch. Fresh tracks, me and the missus found him. Of course. I'll send you, uh, I'll send you footage later. Please. If I can remember. Please do so. Drinking heavily because it's cold. Yeah, you know what? And in a time like this, especially where you live and other people who have it even much worse because yes. they have no electricity and, and just yes. feet and feet of snow, uh, to you guys, if you are or if you do happen to listen to the show, our hats off to you. Much love and much warmth from us to you. That's not really worth much to you. I understand. But that's all we can do for now. Uh, and so we we really appreciate you wherever you are. And if you can afford to help and to give a helping hand, please find the Red Cross or whoever you can that, that you can donate to. Donate some blankets, uh, some jackets, anything you can do. Uh, you know, this past week. We saw a homeless person, a homeless young guy outside of Costco. And it was a night that it was very, very cold here in Southern California. I think it was like 
40 degrees, 39 degrees, it was cold to us. And regardless, you're in a car, we're nice and warm, and we see this young man sitting by a wall with nothing but a um, a cloth on his knees to keep warm. Mm-hmm. And it broke, it breaks your heart, you know? So oh, yeah. uh, went home, made him a sandwich, uh, put some waters, uh, made him a cup of uh, big thermos of coffee, put a sleeping bag and um, and a thick, thick blanket so he can keep warm. He must have slept a lot better, but it just breaks your heart, man. It breaks your heart. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we went nine days without power, without water, Jeez. Uh, without a signal. You know what I mean? Phone signal came in and out. So you kind of, we had to rough it up here, and, and it snowed those days straight. So you know, everything was chaotic, not being able to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, you were lucky when the roads were clear to order in. Now, there was uh, pretty much, to me, this was an emergency, some type of a central state emergency, uh, you know, where I think maybe the local government officials could have reacted a little bit quicker. The power companies could have reacted a little bit quicker and better. Uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, now there was a group out here, uh, in Bass Lake, California and in Oakhurst that these individuals set out on their own and they went on checked on uh, residents throughout these communities. And they went to the areas that were not as um, more rural. There's houses, you know, spread out periodically. A lot of them elderly and without power without any way to get out to the snow you know people's lives were in jeopardy now these individuals uh, who were doing this task were delivering wood uh food if need be uh water and uh medical aid or a ride back into town on those snowmobile type machines uh really quick there was a lady that was found she's 95 years old she was sitting there in blankets on her and with uh, no food, no water, she hadn't eaten in three days. Now, these guys uh, took her from her residence to a warm hotel. They got her in there, and they made sure that she was cared for. Uh, I just think uh, heroic deeds like that, they go unnoticed. Uh, with the way society has kind of went, and, and really the belief that a lot of people are starting to feel with our our politicians and what what what's really going on and if they really stand for we the people but that's another issue i just wanted to bring to point you know there's a lot of people out here in california and all the uh, along the east coast anybody affected by this blizzard uh, type weather Cali- southern california his the, the the weather was a dramatic change you know something is obviously going up with mother earth and, and, and the great spirits you know they i think it's pretty much i, I look at it as kind of like a dog with fleas and mother earth earth is starting to shake those fleas and scratch the ticks off you know what i mean it it's our own demise everyone that breathes is a bit accountable for what we've seen but i mean the weather has just been catastrophically wearing on all of us right it brings out it brought out a whole new uh outlook on mankind on life on uh, hope, on really digging in deep to be tough. You know, I'm a I'm a local boy. I'm a Southern California local. You know what I mean? 
I didn't grow up uh, chopping wood and surviving snow and making, uh, you know, melting snow and using water, you know, but now I, I, it's crazy that uh, so many people have to go through this, but yet the homeless people in the cities that have to go through this. And it's just sad because we see how local government does nothing to even aid it a little bit quicker. It's just a sad thing. So anybody out there that has to go through the weather, I mean, God's peace to all of you. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that's going to teach us how to be a little bit thicker. Maybe when it's over, we can appreciate each other and have a better tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Toscano? I know over where you're at it. You never thought you would experience this. Yeah, I mean, it snowed a little, okay? Maybe less than a little, but, hey, it snowed in Huntington Beach, California. That's This is Surf City, USA. We're talking, this is where sunny Calif- Southern California, the Golden State, Sunshine State, whatever you want to call it, is known for. And to have snow, snowflakes falling in Huntington Beach, it's wild. This is the one and only Back to the 80s. I want you guys to stick around because we've got a great show. We've got a great guest. That's right, Smash Ventura, the 80s man himself, to talk to us about the 80s. We're going to be talking about our very own experiences and the music behind those experiences when we come back.
out on the hang with Back to the 80s radio hosted by Toscano and Chang. We are coming to you with none other than Mr. 80s himself, Smash Ventura. Welcome to the program with Toscano and Chang. Give a round of applause to the Smash Man, Smash Ventura. Wow, wow, wow. First off, let me say, gentlemen, it is an honor and a privilege to have been picked up from the park in you guys' strange van. You said you had candy, and there he is, John Candy. Oh, yeah. Uh, how many shovels did it take to dig that man up? All it took was my little John Deere in the back. Are you hanging around with Joe Pesci? Is Joe hey. Pesci in the studio? Yeah, Joe Pesci is here, and you know what? You guys keep coming on here, and you keep giving away all of our secrets. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get real angry here because you're making me real mad. Hey, Joe, Joe, relax. Take it. Hey, put the put the ice pick down. I Jesus. will, I will hey. stab you in the throat with this 97 times while I'm listening to 99 Left Balloons. I swear to God. Smash, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on Back to the 80s. We really appreciate it. For those of you who don't know Smash, you got to tune in. Go to his YouTube channel. There's so much he's got to offer. It's like going in a time machine. And currently, as a matter of fact, it's like I'm looking through some type of a portal. And, I, I mean, I can see a gentleman with the, the thriller jacket. And, you know, everything that we talk about here on the show, the neon colors, you know, the, the, the glove, everything. He's got it. He's got it. Smash, welcome to Back to the 80s and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, again, I, I sorry I trailed off there. Uh, I am I am thrilled to be with you guys. I love talking about the 80s. Uh, Smash Ventura is the living embodiment of my 80s 10-year-old self. And uh, I, my favorite thing to do is to be that guy as often as I can. And uh, I've been in radio for about uh, 25 years. It's uh, It's been an interesting ride, although uh, I will say I just like doing my own thing uh, because I like making people happy and sharing great memories. And I will say this. There's not a whole lot that I don't like about the 80s. I, I love the good stuff. I love the, the not so good stuff. I love the cheesy stuff. Um, I've been doing a radio show for a long time. We're living in the 1980s, which is on star1079.com. And uh, the YouTube show was actually my wife's idea. She's like, you should do a visual presentation. So Smash yes. Ventra TV on YouTube is the, uh, the spinoff of that. But uh, I love sharing great memories, and I'm really looking forward to sitting here with you guys and talking the good stuff. You mentioned briefly radio because that is and was for a while your life and maybe in the public arena or as far as terrestrial radio is concerned. Let me ask it in the most professional way possible. What the hell happened with radio? So basically, when I got into it, I was fortunate enough to have a really good mentor and uh, a great gentleman. We're still very close to this day. And um, he he tried to protect me from the bad sides of this business. And uh, basically, mm. long story short, he's like, learn everything you can, but don't let them train the personality out of you. I'm, I'm like a 20-year-old kid at the time, right? Yeah. This is 1998. And he... Uh, he didn't want to inflate my ego, which, uh, you know, when I'm not smash, I'm probably one of the most humble people you you'll ever know. But when I am smash, obviously I'm on Mach 10. But anyway, he, he said, look, they're going to try and minimize you. They're going to try and sanitize you. They're going to try and homogenize you into looking, Amen. walking, talking, acting and sounding like every other top 40 guy there is. There's only one problem with that. And I go, what's that, Captain? Which I uh, that's what I nicknamed him. God bless him. Um, he goes, you have that intangible that they can't beg for, they can't buy, they can't steal, and they sure as hell can't replicate. 
So long story short, I started out here in the same town that I live in, small town. The guy he was filling in for, he, because uh, my mentor was only here for a year, but he made such a big difference in my life before he moved on, kind of like the WKRP in Cincinnati lifestyle up and down the dial. But so he's like, when when I'm gone, be careful because they're they're going to try and do that to you. Uh, and I was a kid. I, you know, I thought everyone had the same intentions I do, which I found out the hard way they don't. So the guy that, uh, took over the, took back the job after he left, he, he's like, Smash Ventura is a dumb idea. It'll never work around here. You gotta, you gotta understand that the listeners, according to this doofus, they're like children. They have a three yes, second are. attention span and yes. you know, they don't pay attention and such and such. Exactly. And oh, yeah. I'll tell you guys an interesting story just to button that up. Cause I don't want to take too much time on it. Um, I've been doing my own thing outside of their loop because they, they made it so I can't do this here in town because they own every station in town. Tell me about that problem. So yeah. I just did my own uh, thing off to the side outside of their sphere of influence. And I get noticed by great gentlemen like you, for example. So they decide after 25 years that, okay, we're going to create our own Ventura here in town. There was not another radio Ventura here in this small, teeny tiny town until I came along. And then all of a sudden there's the other guy and I don't blame the other guy. The general manager, he's like, there, I showed him. And it's like, what, 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 what do you, what do you show me other than the fact that I was right? I got, I got a little serious there, guys. The bottom line, we all know, you know, we've been involved in radio for a very, very long time. And we know how it all started going south even well before the 90s. However, there was still some sense that on-air jocks can still be a personality all the way up to maybe 91. Something took a turn. And I'm not going to say you guys know what my feeling is. Smash, if you've been hearing the show long enough, you'll know that what I think of grunge and that whole movement. But in radio, just like what happened with with rock and all the music from the 80s in radio, something happened after around 91. And that is that they stopped allowing the jock to be an entertainer. If you remember 80s radio wasn't just because of music. We loved the music, but you know what? We also, who grew up in that era, we love the entertainer. Toscano, man, you're, you're really nailing it, brother, because at some point after 91, they decided this is a business. This is not, mm -hmm. uh, they, they, uh, they tried to squeeze the entertainment out of it. And frankly, they get a little annoyed when I bring up Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack made a great point in a book that he wrote not too long before he passed away. And he said, look, if you are if you're a personality DJ, which this business needs a lot more of, because I can't even tell yeah. most of them apart anymore. And that's not an insult yeah. to them. Some of them want to be who they are. But you got the corporate guy saying, nope, nope. Everyone look, walk, talk and act the same. That way, if you start asking for too much money, we just pop that gear and we get a cheap guy. Now, mm -hmm. Wolfman Jack said that most people don't remember any of the stations he was at, but they remember him. And the reason for that is because he felt that I shouldn't treat my listeners like they have a short attention span. Neither do I. I, I, I followed him very closely. I treat my listeners like family. I don't call them my fans. I call them my friends. And I've never had any trouble holding their attention for as long as I want because I don't talk down to them. I talk to them. Everything you just said and Mario has said, I, I agree 100%. Terrestrial radio needs guys like the three of us because terrestrial radio, to me, has laid down like an old bitch and got ready to get screwed over for nothing. <laughs> and generations are going without true, cold-blooded, 
red hot entertainment friends in a box when nobody else is around radio and yeah. i think that's what we got to bring back let me bring back the the pessimism back in a way uh we're living in different times and it's a time that 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 people who run things have no idea about music they don't care about they don't even care about the listeners they care about what's coming in and any way to bring those listeners to spend money and to bring those advertisers to spend money they're going to do it even if it means uh, bringing people the stupidest things that they see. I have never seen a generation that, that is so entertained by so much stupidity in my entire life. I, have, I had no idea that we were, as human beings, we were like that in a way. And I, I put myself in there because I, too, have partaken in the YouTube channels that, that take you from one to another watching crap. And it's just a way, you, you, you know, you're done and you go, the hell I just spent over an hour watching nonsense. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, there's more of Smash Ventura, there's more of the Chang, and there's more of Back to the 80s Radio. Don't go away.
commercials, bad. Music, good. Now with zero commercials. Please help support and send your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. Back to the 80s radio. That was Motley Crue, Livewire, and of course, the ever so popular Poison with nothing but a good time, which is what we are having here, ladies and gentlemen, here on Back to the 80s Radio with Smash Ventura and the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind, the Chang. And Smash, we were talking about radio and and how and when did this all change and, and, and go to hell in a handbasket. We've talked about this many times on the show, and it's just it's just refreshing to have another person here that shares the same mindset. So Smash... Uh, once again, if you just joined us, we are talking to Smash Ventura, broadcaster, on-air jock. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, content creator, and a lot more. Uh, we're talking about radio because we are radio guys. Now, do you guys feel the end of radio occurred for what reason? Did it end because uh, radio got a little soft and they didn't want to pay for the personality? So they decided to go ahead and get a lot of dubs in, uh, maybe some uh, low pay scale individuals that can do voiceovers. Uh, maybe they just wanted to do voice track. Or do you think the content of music coming out given to us by the record companies was the downfall of terrestrial radio? So which what well, which one do you think it is? Both you cats. I'll uh, I'll jump in on that. Uh, first, I think they, they uh, this is kind of a two parter. I hope that's OK, guys. That, yes, um, exactly. The the first part for me is that they they lean too heavily on baritone voice guys. Now, my mentor, God bless him, the captain uh, who gave me my first break in this business. He has a baritone voice, but he also has a freaking personality. So I think the first mistake that the business made was. Let's just hire everyone that has a baritone voice, which is the yes. same as going to a gym and thinking that everyone that's at a gym can go into WWF and be Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It just it does not work that way. You have no. to have a freaking personality. Now, in my case, uh, you know, I'm I'm an outlandish cartoon character. Uh, so, you know, I enjoy the cheese and I enjoy making people laugh. You know, I, mm -hmm. I I'm like Saturday morning cartoons splashed in MTV. <laughs> you know, that's, nice. that's my thing. Eventually, the music. I will. I will say this. I didn't think. I don't think MTV hurt the music. I think for when the two were at the same level, they worked really well together. But mm -hmm. at some point, the music started getting to a point where you couldn't even really tell things from the other, and that seemed to start happening somewhere in the '90s. It's like they they'd advertise, okay, coming up at the Grammys, we've got so and so with the this hit record and this band with so and so. And I'm like, I don't even know who all these people are. I think it was leaning on one kind of sound from a DJ that doesn't have a personality, generic baritone voice, and then eventually the music kind of getting washed out. So I think I went on both of those. Toscano, I pose that question to you, my brother. So I spoke to two extremely famous radio personalities from back in the 70s and 80s. They went on to become executives in the business. And I'll tell you what they told me, then I'll give you my personal opinion. They told me, bottom line, the new research groups, the booting out of the old cast that thought that entertainment from jocks was good, was booted out by people who were let in that knew nothing about music. They outsourced companies like research groups, marketing research groups, PR people that had nothing to do with radio, 
and only to do with bringing advertisement bucks in. So that's one of those things. Number two, and now I'm going to give you my opinion. They attracted the newer audience and the younger kids to a different facet of music. These executives stopped caring, if they ever did, about who it was affecting. Taking away the character, taking away the persona, taking away the individuality of the jock. The stupidest thing my mentor ever heard, and when he told me this, I thought, that's nuts. Um, he, he's worked for the big guys. I won't say who. Uh, because they don't deserve that kind of publicity on you gentlemen's program, so they can suck it. It's not what the listeners want. It's what the shareholders want. What? I agree with wholeheartedly with both of you cats. The only thing that my partner in crime left me on uh, was banging on grunge music, which I think grunge music is a great form of rock and roll, and I don't think it killed metal or rock and roll in the 80s. I think rock and roll in the 80s, especially metal, killed itself. Uh, with its uh, glamification, uh, its watered-down content to give people a certain sound, to give the suits the money. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll also say, uh, I remember uh, meeting Jim Ladd at uh, his book signing, Radio Waves, and we talked about 45 minutes about the state of radio, the state where radio was going. And I remember he told me, that he thought I would do well on the radio. So lo and behold, here we are on the radio. And what I think guys like us are trying to bring back is free form radio, theater of the mind, radio that's going to take you beyond being talked to, but being talked with. Now, uh, Smash, what was your most favorite, uh, I got to ask you, uh, rock band of the 80s? The top three. Okay. Name your okay. top three. Um. Right off the top, ACDC. I, I love Bon Scott, uh, but, uh, you know, the band was good with, with both guys, in my opinion. I might be alone on that, but uh, I loved uh, both versions. So that's when I want to rock out. And then uh, when I when I feel emotional, of course, I have to go to my 80s ladies, Tiffany and, and Debbie Gibson. Let's count them two together, shall we? Mm. You know what? Sometimes I just want to get goofy and feel good. So give me some Huey Lewis in the news. Dude, sweet. Toscana, what would be your three? top favorite of uh, bands of the 80s. Of course, you know this. You too. Number two, I would say Depeche Mode. Oh my God. Number three, I would Love probably it. say Van Love Halen. It. Hell yeah. But a little, a little side note here, as everybody knows this who's listened to the show, I love rock ballads. I don't care who plays them. I don't care. It could be from Poison to Kiss. What about you, Chang? I only like... Uh, Motorhead and Judas Priest and oh, and the sigh of Iron Maiden. Oh, you, my friend, mentioned one band. Yes, you're correct. The other two, please, I want you to do me a favor look in the mirror and slap yourself for such hateful comments and derogatory comments before I give you my list. First of all, would be Stevie Ray Vaughn. How's that mud in your face, Woo! my friend? Huh? My second band, of course, Judas Priest. Now, my third band. Uh, is a band that conquered the world of rock and roll back in the 70s. And I am talking about the king of Queen. None other than Freddie Mercury and Queen are my three top bands of the 1980s because I like flamboyancy. I like power. I like confidence. I like 
guys that go up into the mic and they give you their soul, their heart. That song is exactly what they felt when they wrote. And that is my top three, brothers. Smash, before we let you go, because we know you are a one busy guy, we want to talk real brief. Where can people find you? Where can they listen to you? Where can they hear you? Where can they see you? And where, oh, where can they buy you a cup of coffee? Uh, you know what's uh, what's really funny there? First off, to listen to me real quick, we're living in the 1980s, the radio show. On star1079.com every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can see me on YouTube with Smash Ventura TV. So that there's new stuff with that coming. And uh, you know, I'm not too worried about buying the, the cup of coffee because I do this out of love, not out of profit, but there is Smash Ventura gear, and you can find that mm. at tpublic.com. What is Smash Ventura's favorite? thing to do when he's not smash ventura oh boy uh well that wow you put me on the spot man you know what what is this mm, a Barbara nice Walter special? Nice. wow but i'm not <laughs> smash ventura i am uh just a mild-mannered guy named ben uh and ben likes to collect wrestling figures and uh stage full broadcast shows with them like he did with his, when he was a kid and uh he's not doing that he's uh spending time with mrs smash who saved his life and his dad, God bless him, uh, who is uh, almost 70 years old. And we're all fortunate to live in the same house. Pop lives a flight of stairs away. And if I could throw this in real quick, uh, I, I live on the same, I've lived on the same street three different times in the 1980s. Moved away wow. from the last, yeah, uh, different times, moved away and moved back. The last house that we lived in, uh, we moved away from in 1990. And by some coincidence, Years and years later, in 2001, my wife's parents bought that house without knowing. And they moved us in to manage it. So wow. here I am speaking to you, gentlemen, one exactly one room above the room where I created Smash Ventura all those years ago. Wow. And my dad's in the apartment downstairs where he raised our family. Smash, <laughs> I've had a blast talking to you. My brother, too, brother. Uh, you've been on Thank point you. about radio. You bring that vibe, that look, that whole feeling of, of, of back to the 80s right here to back to the 80s. After you listen to the show, go check out Smash Ventura's YouTube channel. Go buy his stuff. As a matter of fact, go buy all of his stuff. Don't go away. There's more back to the 80s radio when we come back.
Welcome back to Back to the 80s. You don't know what you got until it's gone. Oh, Cinderella. Now, these cats, Siscano, that was a good bet. What do you think of the... I love Cinderella. Cinderella. I'm surprised you even like them. You know what? I didn't like a bunch of guys looking like Cher, but I thought they were a pretty good band. You know what I mean? I would have went to see them, but... I saw the share video and I, on the ship, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. I just couldn't. <laughs> Such a hater of good music, man. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the one and only Back to the 80s with yours truly, Toscano and Chang. We're behind the mic, and we are introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. Thank you guys for joining us from every single place on Earth. Talking about the different countries that are listening to us right now. So a big thank you to the whole UK, of course. Uh, thank you to Germany. Uh, thank you to the other countries that listen to us, Australia, you know, the Middle East, um, all of Europe, South America, Mexico, Central America, Canada. We love you, Canada. And uh, and even uh, the parts, you know, in the Caribbean, you know, those, those uh, nice, beautiful beaches. You guys are listening to Back to the 80s there. And we don't forget everybody else who's in, in snowy regions as well. So thank you very much for listening to Back to the 80s today. But we are going to be talking about our own experiences, Chang's experiences, some of my experiences of back in the 1980s, and how some of the music had a lot to do with the way we feel and we felt back then. So, Chang, I'll have you go first and talk to us about some, some type of experience that you had back then and maybe a song that created and continues to create those nostalgic memories in you that brings those memories just right back like a like a like a bullet train oh man I, there's so many you know when it, you know what's crazy we had to get a little bit deep hopefully we don't lose any of our listeners you know we're not going to be all drama we're not going to go all ballad maybe i'm not going to go ballad but toscano will go ballad. i'm not going to go you know, ballad <laughs> you know man we have good times and then we have bad times you know uh, i remember a time man when me and my buddies would go to to metal gigs and backyard parties you know and just like terrorize it up i mean you know we were rockers you know what i mean there's a difference for anybody that you know remembers those days you had your glam rockers you had your rockers which were metal heads you know what i mean you had your punk rockers you had your mod rockers i mean there was so many rockers you know what i'm saying it was like a a, a bag of m&ms and everybody you know, hated each other's groups and, Nobody associated with any of the, like, if you were uh, a heavy, heavy meddler, a metalhead, you don't want to associate with the glam meddlers. And the glam meddlers, meddlers didn't want to really associate with, uh, with, with the poppy ones like uh, Hall & Oates and stuff like that. Remember that? Oh, yeah, man. I remember that hardcore. You know, even in high school, you know, you had the guys that were, you know, kind of going like that. Then remember, you had the the... the the rockers that were kind of like trying to uh, look like uh, Loverboy and Bruce Springsteen. And then you had the metalheads, you know, but and then you had the glam. In high school, everybody kind of got along, but you kind of made fun of each other. And, you know, after a few beers or what have you, if you're at a party and you're going to like battle for women, you know, things are going to get crazy. You know, you're going to be you're going to be breaking dudes hair, cracking dudes hair off because they have too much Aquanet and you're just trying to wrestle them to the ground. You're going to get stabbed by some of the big hair. It was dangerous back in the 80s, man. I remember uh, hanging around and, and checking out the, the rockabillies. Now, that was a a, a, tr a vibe that I tripped out on because, like, my parents were from the 50s, and I grew up with 50s music. That's why I became a rock and roller. You know what I'm saying? And they brought so the, the 50s vibe back. As a matter of fact, every time I used to 
You used to see that the guys would dress up with the jeans that were rolled up at the bottom. They would wear their creepers. They'd wear uh, short sleeve shirts with uh, sleeves on their shirts rolled up, their hairs with mm-hmm. their hair, with you know, very styled. And the girls would wear sometimes those, uh, the poodle skirts. You remember that? Yeah. This exactly, is in the 80s. Dude. I mean, it was cool to see, you know what I mean? So it was like, not. it was not really friction. It was more of like pushing your shoulders through just to get a good spot at the gig, you know, but everybody had their own identity and every now and then things got crazy, going to throw down. But the bottom line is everybody still vibed together. And it was crazy just seeing so many different styles. I mean, you see punkers, you know what I mean? Pierced up before piercing, like, you know, all this new fashion now. I trip out on like, tattoos and and piercings you're going against the establishment when when you had a certain look in the 80s nowadays everybody's got long uh, big thick beards everybody's got tattoos they you know everybody has piercings and it's crazy because everybody wants to look hard and tough or brutal yeah some of them that look like that have the lifestyle that earned that badge because to me when you're going to look that crazy and stand out and rebellious to me you better have a freaking good reason why you are the way you are and that you're doing it because that's you you're not doing it to be cool it's a badge that's what rock and roll is a band that always came to mind when i was uh, in my early early part of high school from 79 80 up to about i'd say 82 and it's a song by uh, Iron Maiden, bro, with Paul Diano at vocals. Yeah. And uh, it's Wrathchild. Uh, that song was like deep for me when I was growing up. And it always reminds me of being with all my, my homies in high school and being at a backyard gig. And this song would come out. You know what? As a matter of fact, uh, we'll play that song later on. I know you will because you love that song because <laughs> it scares you so much. I know you're going to drink holy water just because you're going to have to look at the album cover. <laughs> I'm not going to look at the album cover. No. I'm not going to look at it. No. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What is a song that will take you back to something that uh, makes you feel happy? It doesn't even come from the band that is the band of my heart. You too. This is another band that I really didn't listen to all their albums, but there's one particular song of this band who was uh, categorized as punkish, as pop punk or uh, alternative, I guess you can say, even some sense new wave. But the song is very early 80s. And I'm talking about an occasion when I used to listen to KROQ in Los Angeles in the very early 80s. My cousin, who was about four and a half years to five years older than me, used to get his uh, cassette recorder out. And it was the kind of cassette recorder that that loads in from the top. And we would record like radio shows all the time. We would pretend we were doing the love, the love, uh, the love line. And the song that I always used to put on my fake love line show was a song that made an impression in me. And every time I hear the song, it takes me back to such a phenomenally wonderful time in my life where I was 10, 11 years old. Is uh, 80, 82, 83. I was, uh, yeah, 12, 12, 11 years old in 83. When Madness would play their song, Our House. Oh, it, yeah. It used to uh, just, I mean, I used to love the song when I was a kid, but now when I listen to it, not only do I love the song, it literally transports me back to my cousin's house, 
to those moments when we used to not only record those programs, but the times that uh, we used to go out and on Friday nights, because I used to spend the summer with them, we used to rent videos at this local mom and pop shop that was no bigger than maybe a one-bedroom apartment video house. And all the movies that we we really wanted to see were always taken because they only had one copy of each. You'll remember those stores because they were so small. So we ended up renting three, four, sometimes even five movies. They were all like B-rated movies, like something that you'd find on Saturday afternoons or Saturday evenings on Elvira, Mistress of the Dark Show. So Our House by Madness is a song that that put its imprint in my heart, and I'll never forget it. I love that song. You know what, brother? I, I This is what music, what my definition, music is the is something that is the backtrack to the film of our memories and our mind. You know what I mean? When you, when it's, that's the, that's the, the sweet essence and the, the magnitude and the power music has, it unifies people right there at a live moment, but it's the same emotion. A song will take you back to a good time or it will make you, feel bad about something at that time. Uh, it's it's crazy how you could hear a song and it takes you right back to where you remember that song made you just complete that inner spiritual moment or that that devastating event in life, that that life-changing life form that you're going through. And a song comes out and it takes you back. I mean, it's incredible. I think that's why music is the one of the greatest gifts that man has given. Well, you know what, Chang, on that note and on everybody else's mind is what's on my mind and your mind. That's right. It's 80s music, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, we're going to be taking you back to the 1980s, specifically to 1982 here at Back to the 80s Radio. This is the one and only madness with our house that's in the middle of the street. Let's go. Sighing in her sleep Brother's got a date to keep He can't hang around
mother's tired, she needs a rest The kids are playing up downstairs Sister's sighing in her sleep Brother's got a date to keep, he can't hang around and kitties you're rolling and rocking right here with none other than k hits not a two five where we keep the 80s vibe alive and you are on the groove with the smooth chang man right here from Toscano and chang with back to the 80s radio and that was none other than the oh ho ho band out of britain iron maiden with a song that is so close to my heart because lord knows i was a wrath child toscano 
seeing that we are on the vibe of the smash men that cat that keeps us alive give me another song and another um uh memory it takes you back to maybe you ought to eat some gummies to assist you but lay <laughs> something down on the line that that takes you back all the way to the glorious 1980s with all the 80s ladies and those all right so i'm going to take you back to 1984 when the usa olympics remember that they came down and we were getting ready to tackle the traffic in downtown L.A. as we headed for the Coliseum in Los Angeles. And it was a time of happiness everywhere. And oh. there was just life that breathed everywhere. And everybody seemed to just get along because it was the Olympics. And it was a time of selling and making money and access and just having fun and it was a time of slow motion in life where you thought yeah. that life was going to last forever, just like it was back then. My friend and I used to listen to this song that was from the year 1981, but was really, really big within the alternative circles. And you're going to say, man, this guy's bringing all alternative. No, because trust me, I love music all over the board, but I'm bringing out songs that really meant something at the time. This following song that we'll end up playing in, in a little bit, I hadn't heard after the 80s. I lost track of the song, not the band, but the song. And I didn't hear it back until COVID. And when I found this song, it popped back into my mind. I fell in love with this, uh, the, the song all over again because it brought me back to the times when I was starting to go to those Sadie Hawkins dances. You remember that? And then going to junior high and then uh, dancing just close with that uh, that little miss, you know, and then, and then just enjoying your time with friends at school. It was such a, a great experience. And I'm talking about the song called New Life but Depeche Mode, who, by the way, has sold out every concert in the U.S., there, they have to extend their dates. Uh, they've uh, sold out every single concert. But yeah, Depeche Mode, the song is called New Life. And this was one of their, this was on their very first album. And it was the very first song on that album called Speak and Spell. Interesting. Uh, very interesting. The way you swayed away. Such <laughs> a, uh, another epic, happy moment. But you swung. Uh, a way I thought uh, you wouldn't swing it to. Now I was I was expecting this is I was expecting a song like Def Leppard, Photograph, no. or something of that type coming to no. smash me in the ears. No, you know what I'm saying. So I'm totally thrown off. Not that these were the greatest bands of all time because they weren't, but they did make mm -hmm. an impression on our hearts. So that's what we're talking about tonight. So uh, so surprises will come. You know man, me, man, sometimes I get deep in my political beliefs. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been asked before, you know, how come I don't go speak on behalf of civil rights or, you know, something other than that? Um, my father was a, a civil rights activist, you know, back in the 70s and was a, uh, involved in the East L.A. riots. And, right, you know, right. he was a Korean veteran, three-time veteran, a tank commander, a marksman. The way I look at it, a song yeah. that, that reminds me of something back in the 80s, which was uh, an incredible moment and what I thought an incredible moment, especially being a, a sports fan in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? And it was when the Lakers 
uh, were winning winning the championships during the eighties with Showtime with James Worthy, Magic Johnson, Kareem Byron Scott, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, AC Green, uh, Kurt Rambis. You know, and and I'll always remember. You know, me and my old man, we used to go to all of the Laker parades back then. And uh, I'll never forget one time, man, we were there. And uh, the album Screaming for Vengeance had uh, been out by Judas Priest. And I remember uh, being there with my pops, right? And, you know, I was sneaking around doing, you know, I was drinking a little bit of booze here and there. And, you know, I remember looking around and you see, uh, you know, trucks with cameras and stuff and uh one song came to my mind and it was by judas priest electric eye right and the story of that song is we're all being watched you know uh, you can have a little bit of freedom a little bit of fun but we're watching you you know everything was monitored and it was crazy because at that time it was such a good vibe but i noticed that's when things started being watched and then as you know bro in southern california look how many uh uh little mini riots we've had because our sports teams have won uh, uh championships where it's it's idiotic it's uh disrespectful it's shameful yeah when fans uh get like that so it uh every time i i, I uh think back to that song i start thinking back about events like that you know the championships for the Lakers, uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, other events, you know, the bringing down of the wall. Even let's go back to 1987 when we had the first earthquake that was coincidentally, you and I were practically neighbors and we yeah, didn't know. I mean, you wouldn't have hung around with me and I wouldn't have hung around with you because you were uh, you, you were a little older and I was, you know, I was barely in high school. Uh, a, fr- a freshman in high school in 1987. And I remember the first, the Whittier quake, and I'm literally right next to, Santa Fe Springs was right next to Whittier. So we mm-hmm. got the gist of it. And uh, as we were going to uh, PE, very first period, the whole building and the windows start shaking. And we saw everybody running under the field. And it was that quake that we know that devastated a lot of Whittier and knocked down the malls and homes and things like that. So, yeah, I remember. And you were close by. Oh, man, the Whittier quake. Uh, I remember I was uh, working for my pops. My pops was a a painting contractor at the time. And uh, we were working on the General Telephone Building, which is located... uh, Right across from Norwalk Boulevard and Whittier Boulevard, right after you get or right before, depending on direction you're going or traveling to. Uh, and uh, we're on the roof and we're going to be doing some uh, waterproofing on on uh, the walls and stuff there. And the quake started. And my old man just said, you know, hey, everybody get the fuck off the roof right now, you know. So we all started running towards the, the stairs, right, and ran back down all the way down to the stairs. And uh, as we were now, running, were you bouncing as off as the walls running, as you started running? Well, what happened is we were on the building and it shook. And when you we looked towards Whittier Boulevard, which was towards our left, and you could see Whittier Boulevard rumbling like a wave, like a like a wave or a snake going wow. up and down. Kind of like those piers that they running, leave in the water sometimes. The, yeah, so we got down onto the floor, right, and everything was shaking and. You could just hear, uh, you know, havoc going on, man. Cars hitting each other, 
Uh, you could hear things shaking and cracking. And we were probably a good mile and a half away from a lot of the destruction in the inner part of Uptown Whittier. Uh, later on after that, the aftershocks were knocking down foundations and buildings that weren't quite going to go, but they did go. I, it was insane. You know, I had already had a kid. My baby, my daughter was a tiny little baby at that time. But that definitely put me on check. You know, I think it put a lot of us on check. Well, uh, something that that's crazy when you're right there at home, brother. Right what, there. You was know what there, I'm what, Now, when that happened, was there a song that you remember during that time? Maybe not that day, but during those times, uh, maybe the day of the earthquake and a little bit afterwards, a song that kind of still reminds you of that earthquake event? You know what? Yeah, there is a song. It's a Mallower song. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it's the song that I, uh, I, I go to. It's, it's from Triumph, you know? And it's Great band. Fight the Good Fight. And the reason that that song reminded me of that, it's because, you know, my old man was always positive. You know what I mean? Whatever is going to kick your ass, you get up and you kick its ass twice as hard the next day. You never let, you never give in. And, him being a veteran, he always believed nothing's going to get tougher than the actual time you look at death in the face. Right. Everything else is puzzle but cake work. That song reminds me of uh, everybody having to pitch in and build that community or be there for each other on the street because we couldn't drive anymore. So you literally had to run or walk wherever you kind of had to go for a little while. You know what I mean? It was crazy. And I had to walk from Whittier to Montebello to go to, not to, to Montebello, but to uh, Pico Rivera to, you know, to my sister's pad where my sister was there with, with my with my uh, daughter and, and her two kids. And they were babies over there. So it was literally crazy. But that song, it just, it kept me going. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, you can never give it up. No what? No matter what. And it's something that is greater than your whole entire neighborhood. You have to do the human thing. The song that reminds me of that that whole moment, that whole period during the earthquake, is a song by my favorite band. And every time we'd get home, uh, that we'd be worried about an earthquake or something because uh, I was so close to it. I was so dang close to the epicenter of the earthquake. Was a song by my favorite band of all time, which is U2. The song is "Where the Streets Have No Name." We're going to take you out with something from Triumph right here at Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang. Don't you go anywhere. We're going to find you because together we're going to fight the good fight.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shadow Stevens, and you must listen to Back to the 80s Radio. It's the law.
Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, coming at you through the oh-so-great K-Hits, not a 251, we keep the 80s vibe alive. And that was the band out of Frisco, and I don't mean disco with some, oh, oh, the journey. Oh, man, I could just kiss a girl all night to journey. You were an altar boy during the times of uh, sin for me. Well, listen to this. I was 14 years old in the 1980s and going to college parties that my cousin would take me. So, yeah, and I would... would Did you have hair on your nuts? (laughs) Probably not, but here's the funny thing. Coincidentally, they would always sit me next to the keg. Now, do you guys want to hear a very... I don't even know if I should say this story. All right, I'll say it. If you guys want to hear it. Do you want to hear it, Chang? Yeah, I want to hear it. Now, if you have children or if you're younger age, look, this was in a different time. But just Mm -hmm. goes to show you that a 14-year-old does not belong in college parties. So, and it is X-rated, by the way. But I'll try to keep it as not X-rated as possible. So I went to this party with my cousin. Uh, Big big shout-out to you, Ralph. I know you're listening. Oh, what are they, Ralphie? So we, we, we go to Pasadena in the hills of Pasadena. So you know these houses mm-hmm. are really, really nice. Oh, yeah. And uh, we get to-, to I the, used to rob them. Yeah, you probably did. You pro- It was probably you that night, too. We get to this one house, and they sit me next to the keg. And, of mm-hmm. course, there's, you know, this is a college party. You keep this in mind. And in the 80s, just use your imagination what was going on. What kind of beer? I have no idea because I would just remember sitting next to the keg and it had no name and I was next to the hose. My cousin's buddies came, gave me a glass. They filled my glass with beer and I'm just chugging on this glass of beer, enjoying the sights, if you know what I mean. Did you like the beer, bro? Oh, yeah. I like the beer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so my cousin's pal, his best pal says, you know what? You guys go upstairs and hide in the closet. I need you guys to go hide in the closet because I'm taking a surprise. I'm taking a girl up there and I want you guys to watch. And it was it was my cousin, another friend, and a fourteen year old kid named Mario or Toscano, right? And we're all in the closet and then the door opens and here come these two college a young man and a uh, (laughs) and a young gal. All right. Gal. Yeah, a gal. A gal. Okay. <laughs> Let's call her a gal. gal. So they, uh, you know, there's, uh, he's standing up. And the unfortunate thing is the sight that we got to see uh, was of his buddy not facing us, thankfully. But we got to see his backside as he's standing up. So we're looking and we're just, I'm, you know, we're giggling inside. And I'm like, what the heck? I, I can't believe I'm looking at a naked girl and she's on her knees and she's doing her business. Mm. And then my uh, my cousin's friend who's getting this service performed says, uh, lower. So she goes lower. And then he says, lower until she's literally on the other side of his body. And as she continues to do what she's doing. What was she doing? Tell the listeners. Well, I'm not going to say because that part you can use dance your imagination. Upon the, dance upon it. Roaming around the ice skating rink uh, in circles, in circles, in a very dark canyon, if you can catch my drift. Oh, like a toilet bowl rim. Kind of, yes. Without getting into- Now, she wasn't a plumber, but it was some type of a job. Here's the funny thing. 
to us at the time. You got to remember, these are college kids back in the 80s. They were bad, but today they're worse. Yeah, rim jobs were very fun. Trust me, today they're worse, okay? So don't get high and mighty. Today they're a lot worse than that. He bends down, bends his knees just slightly, opens the back door with both hands, and lets the biggest gasp of wind flow out of his compartment, if you know what I mean. And there was just, she lost it. We lost it. She lost it by way of vomiting all over the the place. We lost it because we nice. were in the, in the closet and we were laughing. Now, here's why I bring up this story. And once again, I apologize if you take offense to that. Because you had no pants on. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was a fun night. But here's, there was a song in the background, and I will never forget this song because this is the moment that I heard 1983's Yes, Owner of a Lonely Heart. And that's what was playing really? in the background. Yes, really, really loud in the house as uh, this is going on. So that is my experience as a 14-year-old. By the way, there's things as a 14-year-old that I should never have seen in that house that day. But I did. Mm-hmm. And the last part, and as if that wasn't hilarious enough for me, for me, on the way out, you have a little car, a little Toyota Celica that only fits four people, two in the front, two in the back, right? My cousin decides to bring, I'm in the front seat, he's driving, and four of his friends, football, he was in the football team of his college, and four of his football buddies are in the back seat. So everybody's crunched up, driving at two or three in the morning in the hills of Pasadena. And I know he was not in his full state, right, my cousin, and he rams into this car that was parked because he, he didn't turn on time on the curve. What does he do? Just backs up and kept on going. Ah, Typical yes. teenage move. Yep. Ah, the you, 1980s. You know, you know what, brother? Talking about songs that take us back, I'll never forget this. Tri- now, trip out on this scenario, bro. It's me and this uh, chick. You know, we were, we were teenagers, bro. I was a little bit older than her. She was fine. You know what I mean? We grew up in the same neighborhood. Well, I remember her when she was, uh, you know, a bit younger than me. And I finally, you know, had the opportunity to be with her. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, she was at my pad because my pad was just, uh, it was chaotic. I had the party zone. So we were at my pad partying, took off from there, you know, let people party there. And uh, we took off to... Uh, south side, farther into South Side Montebello, uh, on Greenwood, behind Greenwood Apartments, it was all industrial, and there was a lot of big parking lots with trees. Uh, I had uh, I had some cushions and blankets, so me and her, I backed my truck in, and we were kicking back, you know, where you, you couldn't see my truck, it was too shady, and I had the radio on in my Chevy Love. I had a little Chevy Love truck then. A little four <laughs> I re- right? yeah, those are small, yeah. And we're sitting back there, bro, and I'm sitting there, and she's sitting with me, and we're drinking beer, and, you know, we're toking up, doing something else. And I'll never forget, man, we're getting hot and heavy, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's getting, like, we're groping, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're steaming up the windows. Accepted. You're steaming up the right. windows. No, we're sitting in the back of the bed of my truck, bro. Not oh. inside the cab, outside. The whole. Bed. Oh, you're outside. 
Yeah, we're in a parking lot, but like I back my truck into an area where it's like only trees and bushes. Nobody can see you. A big, you know, big block walls all around. And uh, we're getting hot and heavy in the back of my truck. And the song by Great White, Down on Your Knees, comes on. Oh. And man, I got the most incredible hummer out of uh, it, it blew my mind. It made my hair stand up on all ends. And Your I toes curled. I'm rocker. Every time I hear that song, I remember her. And, and uh, the sad thing is, uh, she passed away oh, you know, several years ago. Come on. So when I when I hear that song, I remember that great time. But I remember that that was somebody that meant a lot to me when I was a young cat. And I mean, this chick had a crush on me for years, but I never acted upon it. And when I finally did, I was a little bit too arrogant to realize, you know, the magnitude that maybe that could have carried on. And then when I heard that she passed away from MS, it, you know what I mean? It hit me in a totally different way. You know what I mean? But it was always a good time. And it was more than just young stupidity and, and hormones. You know, it was a good thing. So it's a good thing that I had that great memory, but it's an awesome memory to be a metalhead and have that memory because, I mean, she had the real curly hair and the little black leather jacket. Oh, man, it was incredible, brother. It was incredible. Look, to everybody listening, you know, when we're talking about our stories, we can get a little deep and we can also be a little graphic at times. But Keep in mind, keep in mind that these were the 1980s. These were the years of our youth. The different experiences of our time continue to bring on those memories that bring a smile to our face in some way, shape, or form. You know, there's there's even times that we did mischievous things in the 80s that those times, too, can sometimes bring maybe a, maybe a horrific thought what would have happened if we kept going. or But sometimes they could also bring a smile and a laugh because we can't believe that we did such things back then. It was a time of so much freedom, of so less stress. And for those people who always say, you know, you can't live in the past, I'll repeat what I always say. It's not living in the past, but it is holding on to those memories that make us who we are today. It is holding on to the memories that made that decade so damn awesome. And that's why we're doing the show. Wherever you are, whoever you are, start thinking how was your life back in the 80s? What were some of the things that you regret doing and some of the things that you don't regret or that you regret not doing more of? And reminisce a little. Start thinking about those songs that made it all worthwhile. And on that note, I can tell you, Chang, it is awesome to be with you, my friend, on this show that we call Back to the 80s. And it's great to have every single listener with us on this show that we call Back to the 80s. It is for you that we're doing it. It's for us. And it is for the continuous introduction of the 1980s to a newer generation that we're doing this show. So on behalf of myself, of Toscano, I want to wish you a great week ahead. Be safe. Be courteous to another. Show a smile whenever you can because a smile can go a long way. You never know what another person is feeling what another person is thinking, and one smile can change another person's direction in life. See you next week. Hey, Chang here. Before we check out another fantastic thank you to the Smash Man for joining us on the program. Hopefully you catch some kitties dug his vibe. He is a 
crazy cat. Takes me all the way back to the 80s, man. Flamboyancy and freedom. So before we release you to another Changerific week, we thank you for joining us. Hopefully you had a Changtastic time. Remember, everybody out there, you count, you matter. Don't you ever let anybody make you feel less than anything else. Treat everybody the way you want to be treated with respect, care, compassion, and some gosh damn understanding. So until we see you again, or you hear us again, or you fantasize about us again, this is the old Chang wishing you all a very good night, an adios, an arrivederci, a sayonara, an hasta la vista, hasta luego. To everybody on the coast and the OC, later bros and hoes, and to all my homies across this land, I'm going to have to say it together and say it together, my friends. Orale. Just leads to nowhere The stranger in the door is the same as before